The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, baby. Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, September 23rd, 2022, season 18, episode number 37. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star and presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Today, our job is to get you guys ready for Cowboys versus Giants. That happens Monday night. This is our final show before that uh, that trip. We'll head out on Sunday with the team, and Monday, obviously, we'll be there uh, covering the game, giving you guys all the content around the team traveling and around the team playing on Monday and back in studio on Tuesday. So let's start first with... Uh, some updates on injuries. Uh, this morning, we hear from Coach McCarthy that Michael Parsons isn't practicing or isn't expected to practice today. What do we What do we think of that? What do we should Should Allergies. fans be concerned? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I think he's. It sounds like I don't think he's concerned. I don't think McCarthy's concerned. He said he's not going to practice today. He's still was seventy two hours from the game. I mean, if that. I mean, maybe more. I mean, I think he's got. It sounds like allergies. Yeah. So cold. I've been there. Ain't fun. It'd be all right. I mean. I mean, McCarthy has sounded okay, not concerned many times, and then we find out that it is something. So True. it's just the I was fine yesterday, but then a back to back day like today, I'm like, okay, second day, hmm. You know, I'm not worried, but I'm like, hmm, what what we got? Yeah, going? are you hearing anything, Brian? No, I, I I I was told he was fine, but he's also and you know Nick, we've all talked about the toe and the knee stuff that he's also kind of dealing with. They they don't think that's anything major, but you know it's given him an opportunity. Whether it's you know congestion or whatever he's dealing with, you know that's it, it's allowing him to rest. That's the most important thing. I to me personally, I don't think he has to practice. Now the problem is when you don't practice, what packages are you going to use? with him and are you going to you know because we saw some really creative stuff that Dan Quinn did last week when it came to Lawrence and Fowler and Armstrong so if you don't practice that stuff or at least line up in it now maybe it's hey we've done it all in training camp we're going to be fine with it and stuff I think the thing that's really neat about Dan is he comes up with something week to week and that's the only thing I would worry about him missing is that opportunity uh, to to get a little work whether it's Half speed, full speed, whatever it is, it is a padded practice today. Yeah. So you know him missing that. I I can understand missing one day, missing two days. You know, man, find the Claritin or whatever you need, but uh, get out there and you know practice if you can. Yeah, that, I'm actually my hope is that this is just one of those things where they're using this as an opportunity to rest him. I think like, so too. Because I just I, I do I, when I hear you know, like cold type symptoms. Yeah. I don't know very many people that that like that sits them down, especially NFL players. So it makes me do, it does make my radar go up a little bit. Like two days for a cold that seems a little weird, or allergies seems a little weird. But end of the day, like you said, if he is nursing some things, it might be a convenient way for them to say, yeah. "We know you're not feeling good." Both ways, 
take some time to rest. And they're you're, facing the you're Giants. You're an important. Yeah, you. Well, no, that's not. <laughs> honestly, I don't think they <laughs> think about it like that. Well, I really I, don't. No, 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 absolutely not. But yeah. I'm just saying that's an added. Like you know, you know the struggles. We, oh no, I talked about it this yeah. week. Yeah. The, the their O line. We know the kind of quarterback that they're gonna be facing. So yes. To be clear, they don't think that way, and they take every <laughs> opponent very, very seriously. Doesn't mean you don't think that way. Yeah, it's just it, it's it it adds to me not being as concerned, knowing that they're about to face I, the Giants. I personally do think that they're masking something right here, though. I think he, you know, I think he might have that. Maybe he does have, but they're they're also not telling you that he's also a little bit nicked up right now. So with that, you know, and they'll they'll tell you, oh no, everything's okay. And then they'll tell you everything's okay. You know, it, it's very, very confusing with the medical stuff here because Jerry will say that his quarterback's coming back for the Washington game, and then he'll say, no, he's got a quarterback controversy now. So there's just a lot of things going on with this organization when it comes to, you know, who you trust, who's right, who's wrong, who's masking, who's doing this. You know, it's, it's, a, it's kind of a kind of a, makes your head spin a little bit. What do you guys think about that, the, the Jerry thing? I think that took on kind of a life of its own, uh, and, and I don't know that Jerry doesn't necessarily like that it took on a life of its own. But what do you guys think about that? Don't I don't care, really, honestly, about it. I mean, it, I, he's right. He, he That's yeah. what he wants, and that's what McCarthy wants, too. I mean, McCarthy – I mean, Court, everybody would want that. They want there to be a decision to make. That doesn't mean it Because will. of what it means. Yeah, it just means that, that he's winning. He would yeah. love that. And yeah. now – I don't know if it, he. I guess he believes that he can really do that. He can really. Can he do that like Dak did? He believes that. Um, you know, because he's seen it. And that's Jerry. Jerry believes that. Jerry has seen it before, so he can see it done again. And that's why they get in some of the problems that they have because they've done it this way through free agency or not through free agency or through the draft or whatever. So it's worked before and they feel like it could work again. So he, he's optimistic and thinks it can happen again. And he would love for that dilemma to be like, this guy's won four in a row. What do we do? Yeah. Yeah, he's also in a situation, though, where that you open yourself up. And I don't think Jerry cares about opening himself up. Because if he does win four in a row and Dak comes back and Dak has a loss, now the media and everybody in North America and the world is going to be screaming for Cooper Rush to play football. And that's the thing. Your friend the Prince will be calling us, calling yeah. saying. Yeah. Prince Faisal will call up and say, what the <laughs> hell's going on? Why is Jerry right. doing this? Yeah. Right. But th- to me, this is where, um, yeah, I think it's one thing for Jerry to say that in a meeting with his staff. Like, man, this would be a really good situation if we could get Cooper to win a few games. You know, if he goes out there, say they plays the Rams game and they do win, and then Dak comes back, you know, man, we'll have to maybe make a decision. But I, I don't think you I don't think you throw it out there right now. I, I don't you know, because again, you're you're gonna put Dak in a potentially bad spot because someone's gonna remind Jerry, well, Jerry, you said, you know, that if you know that you hope that Cooper's situation you know, is one where it's much like Dak in 2016. But, you know, the minute that Dak plays bad, now you've opened yourself up to more, you know, like, well, as a general manager, you're not going to make this call. Your team your team just lost a game with Dak Prescott playing at quarterback. You're not going to go back to the guy that was winning. So I don't, I don't think it's necessary for him to talk about it in, in, uh, in, in front of everybody. I think if you want to say these things in the meeting to your personnel guys and your coaches and all that – I think that's that's fair game, but right now he is uh, he's he's putting a lot of pressure on Dak, and if Dak doesn't perform, well then now it's now he's 
the, every, all the question could be, well, why aren't you playing Cooper Rush? Because you won games with Cooper Rush. You're not winning games with Dak. Well, I will say this. I, I don't know that. I understand the point you're making. I don't know that there can be more pressure on Dak than there already is. Oh no, there's you a know, lot of pressure obviously on him. Everybody out there right now, you you see it. You yeah. get the tweets like yeah. all of us that you know Dak's a bum, Dak's oh, this, no. Dak's it, that, it, Dak's trash, whatever. I think he's put more pressure on Cooper Rush. I think that's mm. what he's he's done because you talk about winning games, he hasn't won any games, and that's why McCarthy can say, "Wait, I mean, he's, won, he's won one. He, okay. He's won, games. He hasn't yeah. won games. He's won a game. Yeah. He's won a game. He hasn't won games. He's won one game this year." And McCarthy's like, "Dak's our quarterback." Well, of course he is, but what Jerry is saying because Jerry looks down the road is if they've won four in a row. And I had this conversation with Rob Phillips before this even happened at practice. We were kind of arguing about it, not playfully arguing, yeah. but I was like, "I'm not benching." An undefeated quarterback. So if he beats the Giants, beats Washington, I'm not benching him. No. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Nope. I want to qual. I want to qualify nope. this. You're saying he, if he wins those two, okay, I get that. If he beats, I mean, those three at that point. If he, are you saying only those three? Are you saying if it beats LA as well? That's if it beats LA, beating. everyone's going to turn and go. Say, right, I'm say saying, but you're saying those other three. Here's what I think: He wins those three games. You're every, like, I'm not bringing my. Listen, I'll let back. everyone talk about it too. I don't believe that a thumb surgery is going to be healed, anyways. I think they're rushing him back, thinking, "Oh my God, we got to get him back because Cooper Rush is a start." But if if not, if you got a guy that's winning, then he need, you know, like I said, I think on a media match, whatever, you need to go and be beating people in a pinochle war and and your thumb warms to show how strong it is because I. I'm not ready for you to be back yet, especially if I got a 3-0 and quarterback. I'm okay, not. that's fine. You're saying if he's not 100%. Okay, so when he is 100%, not if, he's if, that, quarterback, not if me. that quarterback is not lost, you're saying you're sticking with Cooper Rush. No. If Cooper Rush has, has more wins than Dak has led to points, no, I'm not doing that yet. I'm, that's me. Okay. I don't care about the money. I, I mean, I don't. No, I don't either. I don't either. I just think Dak's a better quarterback. But, I mean, you're right, and I will say this. I do think it also needs to be factored in. How are you winning? How are you winning those games? Right, we'll see. Are you winning those games because the defense is playing out of its mind? If you're winning like the way they won Sunday night. No, I mean Sunday afternoon. Yeah. I mean, I, I get your point, but yeah. the problem is, is that you better put Dak back in against the Rams because if that happens, because if Cooper Rush goes and beats the beats Rams, Rams yeah. now you got to see. No matter how he wins, right? Yeah, that's what happened with Pittsburgh and Dak. So when you, Dak beat you don't Pittsburgh, you don't see it as a marketing ploy, or yeah, I, I do. I actually do think he, that's what I do think he's doing. I do yeah. think, yeah, I think sort of Zeke. I mean, Zeke said it, called out. Well, no, yeah. it, 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 but, but, but by you and I, and I understand by playing the hot hand because, like, Derek made a great point the other day about getting rid of Tony Romo. They, they, they were, they were looking for a way out, and I don't know, are they looking for a way out on Dak? Not right now. It's not. It's not cost effective for them to have a way out right now, right? I mean, no, not, the way I look at the yet. contract, you might probably have right. another year before you get to a point where it's like, okay, we can let him so, go and not kill ourselves. Under your under your scenario, if Cooper continues to play and they have success, Dak's not getting a third contract here. Probably not. Okay. Probably not. But no, I, I thought the decision on Dak would be made in twenty three. Yeah, if I, yeah. I, that's where I thought it was be, but under your scenario, it you know it makes sense. If if in fact Cooper Rush comes in, the thing that's proven is if you can find a way to win with a with your quarterback, a cheap quarterback. Yeah, that's the way in the league. That's it, a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah that's, a good it, that's it. the way because you know I I I respect what you're saying because you know that, that's you know you look at the situation where you know if you're winning, it's hard to go in that locker room and say, wait a minute, you're pulling a guy that we're winning with. Yeah, I mean that's a hard thing to say. But it, you you said it the other day, 
back when Romo was here, you had guys that were in the Romo camp saying, hey, man, this rookie is winning. Like Whitten and, and Bryant. I don't know that there are guys in that locker room that are going to be saying, let's not go back to Dak. That, that, that's that's going to be a bit of a jump for me. Yeah. And, that, yeah, if he gets on an 11-game win streak, that's different. Well, A four-game win streak, I'm not sure you're going to you, flip that locker room in that way. If you put Dak back in there and they lose – then and then now you've got even bigger problems. Mm-hmm. Now you've got even bigger problems That's because true. because you're going to force and now we need to force Jerry's hand. Yeah. You know, as I mean, I know it's a little easier on my end of it though, but you guys do a great job with it too. Is like, well, listen, you just pulled a quarterback that has won all these games. Why are you putting a guy in there that's not going to win? You know, that's that's as a general manager, he's going to make that call. I think we're getting a little way too ahead of ourselves <laughs> here, Cooper. Has won one game, which they almost lost, by the way. They tied the game, and it came down to the those last few minutes of the game. So, got to keep that in mind. And we also never got to see a second game under Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore. Maybe Kellen Moore readjusting his game plan and trying to change things up after watching what he did week one. We didn't get to see that. That's something that he watched and then now changed the game plan for Cooper Rush. So I'm still like, let, let, let's let's slow, uh, slow down a little bit. But it yeah. is something that definitely like after this week well, and then every week that there is one more win under Cooper Rush. It, well, it's that's that's what Nick's about. talking about. If Nick's Nick's saying that if they keep winning, he wouldn't pull him. You know, which I, you know, yeah. I that that's respectable right there. But the thing about it is, the two teams he's beaten in his career, he went on the road in Minnesota and got a game, a tough Sunday night game. He beat Cincinnati, who was a def, the, the AFC defending. Now, are they the same team? Probably not. The offensive line's still bad. Things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's not like he's beaten two. It's not like he's gone and beaten Jacksonville yeah. and whoever else, Atlanta or something, or Carolina. Yeah. I mean, he's won. He won a game, and yeah, they almost they almost lost it, as you talked about. But he's one of the reasons why you won it. Like yeah. when they when they yeah, got yeah. to the final drive, it was two games he's played in. It's come down to final drives, and he's delivered in both of them. That's a good point. Yeah. So and that's so one of now, the things that yeah, Dak is criticized if, about. If, if he was if he was winning against like I say Jacksonville or Carolina or Atlanta, I I'm 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 tap the brakes guy. I'm totally tap the brakes guy. And if they're calling the games differently because of him and Dak, then shame on them for that. You know, if you're if you're seeing Cooper having success this way, why can't Dak have success that way? So I don't know. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, I just I, I look at this and I just I think a lot of it is just fun talk because we're premature, as you were saying, Amber. This is very premature, but. I get your point, Nick. If if you get on that winning streak, yeah. and I was one that back in in when when Dak first. Oh, you came can to win league, these next two when games. They got, when they got to the point where they were at, That's you know, the thing. Yeah. really when they were at like eight wins, I was like, you can't pull a guy that is on an eight win, eight game win. The streak. locker room wouldn't let yeah, you. Yeah, I just don't think you can do it. So so yeah, for every week that he's out there, if they keep yeah. winning, it's going to create more of the, that feeling. The Eagles game in week five or six, that was the game where Dak was playing like crap. And that's to me that game changed the franchise, and I think there was one play Sean Lee made that changed the whole franchise, for, uh, because he was finally okay. Here it is. He's not playing well. Sunday night football. They're going to lose to the Eagles, and Romo comes back in. Then he found a way to tie the game, found a way to win the game, 
threw a touchdown to Witten, which I you know needed me to point Witten out for him, but I did, and you he did, he they did, did and he's and <laughs> and they won, and yeah. then then they're like, well now now he's five in a row, and now six, seven, they beat Pittsburgh. Yeah, untouchable. So I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, Cooper Rush, I don't think he's going to. I mean, the guy. I said it a couple weeks ago. If he wasn't playing for the Cowboys, I don't think he'd be in the NFL. I don't think he'd be on anybody's team. Yeah, they believe that too. They could put him on the practice squad. No one's going to take Cooper Rush. That's what they feel. So I don't think this is going to happen. All I'm saying is, if he, if he you know, if he catch lightning in a bottle, I'm not. I'm not ready. So to if we're doing him. this broadcast and they beat the Rams, then now Nick's you're, coming in. So Phil, Philly week, you're like, it's a big game. Philly's probably not. Philly's not going to lose. I'm many not games. going there at that point. I'm still not going there at that point. Now you, you, you're, you're going to. You're going to. I mean, this is. Yeah. Now I, stupid, I will say this. If if he it's throws, not stupid, it's actually it, entertaining. It, it's entertaining, it is, and that's but, honestly but it, that's the fun part. Of, like I, I've kind of given up on always talking about what is even sometimes possible. There is some. There are some topics that are just fun, and this they, is a fun but, topic. Uh, you no, just, the owners you, created this. Yeah, right. Right. It's but, a fun but, topic. This, but this is kind of like oh, I just I want to scratch off. I just won ten dollars, <laughs> yeah. and, and what it's if like it's, a million? it's like you know what? What if we won the million? It's yeah. like, well, just hold on, cash this in first. I mean, you know. but that's also kind of fun to dream about. Can I win the million? Can I win the five million? Like those are that's a yeah, fun. That's little... why that's why the Rams game is interesting because if you know if you beat these two. Teams, which you probably should, you know, yeah. as long as they can control allergies, they could probably win these two games. <laughs> After that, like if you go beat the Rams, and then on. Philly comes in here, you beat them. They yeah, go to they it go. It's real they, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it does he, get real he interesting. Just stiff arms Aaron Donald and makes plays, and they win. And so far, you're like, yeah, Dak's that, like, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> who wants to do thumb war? Go to Philly. I'll prove it. It's kind of like Scott Jerry. Tony. Tony gonna have a party at the house. Come on, everybody, come over to the house. Mm. Huh. Uh, I think we're over here. What? No, we're we're going over here. What, yeah. What, what's his party? Meanwhile, yeah. Jerry's in Kentucky, walking himself to New York. He's like, oh, I said, I'm walking. I'd walk to New I don't York. Know if I'm gonna make it, but I'm gonna give it a try. Yeah. All right. We're gonna take our first break. We'll come back. Uh, we got a couple more injury updates. We got to get. We're also gonna try to get some questions from you guys. Hopefully, at some point during this show, call us 888-855-2297. We'll be right back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. 
The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA, equal housing lender, credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to the break. If you can't see, you need Essler lenses. So book an appointment at your local Essler experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more, do more, Essler. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Life in SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And uh, this segment segment is presented to you by blockchain.com. Let's quickly get some updates on a few other guys and the possibilities of them playing this week. Michael Gallup, Jason Peters, Dalton Schultz. What are you guys hearing? Um. I think Michael Gallup. I think he's going to play. I think I think he's going to be somewhat limited. I think, and I, and I the, the question for me is where Jalen Tolbert is. Is he going to also play? Are they going to find another inactive spot and make them both inactive? Because if not, you know, you had Houston, and now you have Gallup. You know, at about half the time, I mean, they could probably figure it out. It depends on what Turpin's uh, package is and all that too. But I think Gallup will play. I just think he'll be limited. Schultz sounds like Schultz is doing better. That's what. Yeah, what what I learned about Schultz was that uh, he's not going to practice today, so they're trying to get him to a sat a Sunday practice. And if they get him to Sunday and it works out, then he's going to travel with you guys to the game and likely play. And then a game time. Kind yeah, of but he is not going to practice today, so we'll see what happens on Saturday. I don't know. Does he practice on Saturday here? What do we do? We Saturday is a Friday. It's like a Friday. In, not, not so it's really. like a it's a mock yeah. game thing or whatever. Yeah. I know yeah, he's. I think Fridays are mock games. Yeah, they I, also I, they also will do a little practice on Sunday that's, before that's, they leave. That's the thing. That's what they're going to try and see. What what I was told, and and the thing about about uh, about Gallup is he's got to get through today and then Sunday. But he was really really good yesterday, from what I heard. So it's it's ramping up the right way for him. Okay. And Peters, I, I believe, will play. I believe Peters this is going to be the backup. I think okay. he will be a eighth lineman. That's yeah. what I think is going to happen with him. Um, and it sounds like he's practicing at other spots. And yeah. so that's what a backup lineman needs to do is be able to do that. So um, I, I I think he will be at game day or elevation on Sunday, I guess, with the day before the game. He'll be one of your practice squad elevations, and he will – be a backup. That's what I would believe. Yep, I think Nick's right about that. We've talked about him plug and play and go play left tackle and then play move guards around stuff. No, I don't think so. I think he's right. I think this is when it'd be like, hey, listen, you know, I know you're older and it's probably not used to playing right tackle or left guard or whatever, but this is what you signed up for, my friend. You know, you're we're going to use you when we absolutely have to use you. And right now, they don't feel like they have to. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Let's, uh, let's go go to phones. we got a call from Scott in New Jersey. Scott, what up? Hey, guys. Thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, just two things I want to touch on. Listen, the whole Dak and Cooper thing, listen, Dak is an NFL quarterback. He got hurt one, one game. He had a bad game, I mean. Got hurt. It might have been a good thing to maybe take a little rest for him. Cooper Rush is not the strong quarterback. When Dak is ready, you push him and you push him in. Second thing, Brian, I, I called up. A preseason about this question. Sure. And I just don't understand that why and when is the NFL going to make it more than a 53-man roster? Everybody has five wild players in preseason. They, they don't want to get rid of or they got to maneuver. When are they ever and why don't they 
make the roster at least 58. Give us five more roster spots. With injuries, you kind of need it nowadays. Yeah, thank you, Scott, for the call, too. By the way, Scott's a good guy. Calls thank the, the post-game shows, too, on 105.3 The Fan, so I appreciate that. That sounds a little bit like Mickey to me. Yeah, he's, he, a he's, he got a little accent to him. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they do it because of money. The owners don't want to pay the extra the contracts. <laughs> Seriously, that's the and, – and I'll tell you what, pandemic football actually helped – coaches and personnel guys because you do have the ability to use the flexible practice squad plus when i was in the league practice squad was like you know six guys and now it's 16 you know so and and veterans can and veterans yeah yeah. Yeah. you got a lot more there was a lot more flexibility so scott to your point i don't think the owners want to pay the extra salaries but you do have more flexibility with the call-ups like nick was talking about i mean it was 46 game day roster now it's 48 i mean so they've moved it up a little bit they have that's one of the things they took from the pandemic there and as for the first part like like you're right you're right as as we're sitting here and, and that's why the only reason they're right about dak dak is the starting quarterback and cooper rush is the backup everyone says that even jerry says that what jerry said wouldn't it be something and and that's him allowing himself to think that way because he wants to do it. He yeah, stir he wants the to pot or he, he just wants to, wants to dream big yeah. whatever whatever it is you're right and and everyone can say that right now yeah dak is the starter all he's saying and i'm 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 there with him if you just fast forward a little bit that they can beat these two division teams, it's, it'll make you wonder. They had the same thing back in 1991. when I mean, not everyone was alive in here, but I'm just saying Burline, Burline was the backup quarterback to franchise Troy Aikman. Yeah. And Aikman gets hurt, and Burline just won five in a row. Went from 6-5 and five to 11-5, and five, and then they won a playoff game. Now what, Aikman comes back? Like he didn't. He he came in at halftime, and no one was going to beat the Lions. But the problem is, is that when you get hot like that, you don't you don't mess with a winning streak. You, I, I I don't believe so. Well, and also, so. I mean, Jerry made sure to point out back when Dak got into the whole thing, like it, he didn't expect Dak to be winning all those games. Like mm-hmm. he didn't think that was going to happen. None of us did either at the time, but then it did. So that's kind of the point Jerry's making. It's like anything can happen. So, yes, we've seen this scenario happen before. It could definitely happen again. And wouldn't that be something to be, discuss? Wouldn't it and be it something sure would be. If, if I'm sitting here in my little flag football jersey and this quarterback ringer that we brought in throws four interceptions in a flag football game, and I'm like, <laughs> wouldn't it be something if he actually is, is the starting quarterback of the Cowboys and one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL? Wouldn't it be something? Because right now he can't, you know, he can't throw it from here to there without somebody intercepting the pass here. Yeah. But maybe Romo's got something. <laughs> wouldn't that be something? Like, you don't you wouldn't believe it. I mean, it's... yeah, I was sitting there thinking about guys that were late developers as, as quarterbacks, and maybe you know, I was trying to in my mind think about well, who are these quarterbacks like a Cooper Rush that all of a sudden you don't think you don't think because there's a lot of things we watch in practice and we're going, oh, that's a bad throw, yeah. that's a bad read, that's a bad, and then all of a sudden he gets in the game, and it's like. Damn, he's making plays. Mm-hmm. You know, so you wonder. You know, is is this one of those things where you say just, it? Are you going to say the name that I think you're going to say? No, I was. Who do you got? In mind? Kurt Warner. <laughs> well, Kurt Warner was. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy you say that because he was Kurt, a stock boy at like. Well, Kurt Warner. H-E-B, I'll give you a real quick. Nothing real, wrong with that. Kurt nothing Warner. Wrong, nothing H-E-B, wrong with that. HEBs are outstanding. They're now in Frisco. Yeah, right, nothing wrong with that. But usually that's not the way well, from right. one team. Yeah, that's to that's not usually track. Yeah, check yeah no, that's a great name because when Kurt Warner was with us in Green Bay and he was with us at one time, he didn't want to throw a pass. 
He there's a story about he we had we had Brett Favre, Mark Brunell, Ty Detmer, and Kurt Warner were our four quarterbacks Jeez. in camp. And so they bring in well, we bring in Kurt Warner, and he doesn't even want to throw the drills. Steve Mariucci's trying to put him in to throw drills, and he's like, "No, I, I don't want to go. I don't want to throw these drills." Did it for two days, what? and we finally cut him. We had him on. We had him in Green Bay, and he didn't want to throw drills. He Why? just didn't, he didn't feel comfortable. He was too nervous to throw. And what happens was he do like he a Mackie Sasser type thing. It was he just you know not, that you know what I'm talking about. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So he got in the situation where he just was so uncomfortable playing that he was so nervous that he couldn't do it. And what happens? We let him go, and what does he go? Is he goes and plays for the uh, Iowa, Iowa Barn, Barnstormers. Yeah. Barnstormers, you probably and call it a game league, or something yeah. like that, <laughs> maybe. You call that, that one. That's what I'm saying. It's a little before your time. A little, a little bit, bit, but yeah. that's that's you know. Anyway, that, yeah. By the way, I just said that reference, and Jerry Madelon will get onto us if we don't mention what I'm talking about. Mackie Sasser, there's actually a little thirty for thirty short on that. He was a catcher for the Mets, and he was he could not throw the ball back to the pitcher. Couldn't throw back to the pitcher. Yeah, he had this mental block, and he yeah. couldn't do it. He would like quadruple pump it and finally do it, and then but he could throw it to second. Yeah. So they finally told him. <laughs> they finally told him just. Throw it back to the pitcher. He was taking the pitcher's arms off. Yeah, but like, yeah. there, there's a good documentary about that. Just meant the like mental part he of just it. Couldn't he get it just back. Just couldn't do it. And he would roll it. His arms. He would just run up there and give it to. Him. I mean, it was it was a mess. <laughs> and you know how forgiving the, the fans are in New yeah, York. Right, I mean, yeah. the Mets. They were like, oh, well, that's Steve a- Sachs. You know, those guys that couldn't throw the ball to first. Yeah, it just becomes wow. a mess. But 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 Kurt Warner did not. When they tried to, when Steve Mariucci tried to put him into practice to actually throw drills, he he. He couldn't do it. He so, just he he shut down. So yeah. Rush is going to be Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. There you go. All right. Glad we cleared that up. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's get back to some questions here. Uh, we got a call from Mario in South Texas. Mario, what up? Good morning, guys. Buenos dias, Ambar. How are you guys doing? Hola. Good. Um, keeping it on the topic of uh, Cooper Rush, uh, I got a question for the panel, but uh, probably geared a little bit, a little bit more towards Brian. Um, as a Super Bowl winning scout and somebody who's been in the building, um, in, in your experience, do you think that two games worth of tape is enough for a veteran defensive coordinator like Wink Martindale to be able to key on the things that Cooper Rush does well and put an end to this narrative that Rush should be QB1 <laughs> even when that comes back? Yeah. Yeah, Wink's, thank you. Yeah, thank you for the call, Mario. Appreciate that. Uh, you know, the thing about the Giants is, and, and they're going to likely get Ojolari and then Thibodeau back. Their pass rush has been awful. And their secondary has really struggled. They've given up a bunch of big plays. Uh, Mike McCarthy the other day told us they've been playing a lot more dime. He's absolutely right. They're trying to do things on the back end to cover. But if they get no pass rush, I'm, you know, Cooper Rush has got a great shot of making some good throws in this game. And I think that's something that the Giants are absolutely worried about. So if they get their pass rush back, then he'll be able to do a little bit more with his with his front and then maybe even blitz a little more. But right now, man, it is just trying to hold on because his secondary is, uh, you know, giving up a bunch of big plays. Two games on film, four games, six games, 16, whatever. It doesn't matter. Wink Martindale's got some issues on his defense. They just don't have enough players to play how he wants to play. All right, let's uh, let's. See. I have a question for you guys. Let's talk about the matchup between the Cowboys and the Giants. Give me one player. We're going to go around the table. Give me one player on the Cowboys' offense that you think is most critical, or their matchup is most critical to the Cowboys winning this game. That's I, not Cooper Rush. I have three. So when they take them, I'll take. You'll the get third. the last one. Yep. All right, let's start with you, Amber. Let's go first. Uh, I'm going to go with 
You're saying Cowboys offense, right? Cowboys offense. Okay. Yep. Cowboys offense to have success. I mean, one player or matchup? One player. I'm thinking about the running game specifically, and you could go with either one of those guys, but I really want to see a lot more of Turpin. And this might be because <laughs> that's one of your guys. <laughs> Down one. Turpin, Turpin. I mean, that I we have not yet seen the best of him, and I know it's coming, and I think that going against the Giants' defense – it's a perfect matchup and scenario for a guy like Turpin to just dominate the game, explode, use his feet, and take it all the way to the house. So I think that's a guy that will be a matchup there. All right. Yeah, uh, the problem they have is, we, I mentioned the secondary, uh, Cordell Flott, who is a rookie out of LSU, is really struggling in coverage. And I'm going to say that Noah Brown needs to have that game uh, that, you know, when you start, they'll probably focus as much coverage as they can because they're probably worried about CeeDee Lamb out of the slot with Darnay Holmes. So now if they focus there with the safeties and the help there, trying to bracket him from the inside, then that's going to put Brown on the outside with Flott. And so keep an eye on big man versus thin light guy. And then that way maybe you could see some, some wins on the outside. Yeah, I mean, I I had uh, Turpin and Noah Brown, and also Dalton Schultz, and and mm. the reason why Schultz is because, you know, you're a you're still a, he's still a security blanket guy. He's an eight eight yard to catch guy. He's a turn around, pop. I'm open, throw the ball. And I'm not to say that Ferguson can't be that guy or Hendershot, but I think for Schultz, he understands this offense. He's been he's had a lot of reps. He's not always been the starter. He's had some Cooper Rush reps as well, kind of like the Noah Brown. I think he's important for for an offense like this when it's loud and and you need to just move the sticks. Tight ends kind of tend to do that, so I think I think all of those guys. But I like the Turpin part, and I like the uh, Tony Pollard too because you need some juice, and these guys have some. Well, apple real, juice, real, real, yeah, apple juice. Up real quick on that too, maybe. And I even thought about this with with Biotish or Farniak having to deal with Dexter Lawrence, that big inside mm. heavy nose tackle guy. If you're gonna, you know, you can't get pushed, you can't get overpowered in the running game. Control that front the best you can. Control those down linemen. These linebackers, you've played against better linebackers, I think, the last two weeks. So if you could get this running game going, it's going to be about securing. With no Leonard Williams, take advantage of what you got going because he usually requires double teams. With him being out, secure that nose tackle, that Dexter Lawrence there with those two guys. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked that neither one of you guys said uh, the offensive tackles because, as you mentioned, Brian, if you get those two pass rushers back, Ojolari and Thibodeau, uh, there ain't much film on Thibodeau. And, no. and these guys are going to have to go in a little blind with him. And he was a top first-round pick, yeah. was a really outstanding college player and showed some things in college. I think there was a point in his college career where people were like, this guy's going to be all world. Yeah. And so – Mm-hmm. You know, that's where I'm a little bit concerned is what are they doing on the outside and how is that going to match up with these two tackles who are relatively young? How are they going to match up against these pass rushers? Well, and you're also in a situation, too, what, what kind of football shape is Ojolari and Thibodeau in? These will be their first uh, action, really, of the you know of the season and yeah. stuff. Yeah, you can work out and do things and all that, but that football down after down after down, uh, maybe that might be a little factor. Conditioning early in this game. You know, I – and I keep hearing just everyone mentioned Thibodeau and like the expectations and his condition. Yeah. And yes, he has the talent and all that. But couldn't it be the flip side to where maybe it hurts him? Not that it's going to hurt him, but 
the fact that this is going to be his first game, that that might kind of slow him down because now you got, even when you talk about a guy like Tyler Smith, yes, he's a rookie too, but he's a two-game veteran now. Like, right. he's ahead of the game a little bit. So my, my thought here is, like, couldn't it be a, just a flip side scenario where maybe he's just kind of his welcome to the NFL moment that is kind of a different speed of the game? Yeah, that's yeah. you're right. But the, the thing about it is that the fact that, that Tyler Smith has played you know, played the two games and, and, and played at a nice level. He really, really has. I, I think that – I don't think they're going to go in this game and not help him. I think the plan is always going to be – and then when Nick was mentioning about Schultz, I started thinking about extra tight ends in the game, the 12 personnel stuff, things like that. Me personally, though, you know, if this team shows early that they can't rush the passer, if Thibodeau or Ojolari and, and they, they kind of cancel those guys out, I'm taking shots. This team gives up mm. big plays. So I don't think it's going to be as much single block as you might think to start the game. They're going to feel out where those guys are. And if they show that they're handling them one-on-one, then let's open this thing up and take some shots. And I think that's what the direction that they go. Because the secondary for the day, they give up big, big, big plays. Big plays in this with this group. Yeah, the other thing I'll say, too, is about when you start talking about defensive ends, that's the interesting part about defensive ends versus tackles is all the defensive end needs to do is win two or three times and you can change the whole game, right? True. You get you get one good pass rush by Thibodeau, he gets to your quarterback, knocks the ball out, and they recover. Short they recover field, and yeah. return it. Like yeah. there's one great play by a defensive end can change the whole complexion oh. of a game. And you don't have to do it for a whole game. You know all those running teams in the Pac twelve, you know, all the ones that really like to run the ball. <laughs> there there aren't any. So yeah, so exist. yeah, I mean this could be a situation. And it's the same with Mike. I yeah. said it too. If they're gonna rush wide and show mm. all this athleticism, that, that's cool until you get gashed with a yeah. with a with a trap or a draw right there. So yeah, I mean, I think his first game, like she said, like, you know, it's it, big lights and all that. Let's see, let's see if you got a big strong guy like Tyler Smith who's played all two whole games uh there and you know a maybe yeah games. maybe he can lean on him yeah. so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see I mean I'm not saying he's not a good player I mean, he's yeah. a great player but he's never played and he's never played at this level all right we're gonna take our final break come back we'll get some more questions in before we end the show this is DallasCowboys.com radio the season is finally here for months we've been gearing up to win now it's time for the team that performs on any field United Ag and Turf with John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little Sweets! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweets has head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. 
When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to the break. To register your kids for the first game day minicamp, go to dallascowboys.com slash academy. It's on October 2nd. Check it out. Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Let's go to the phone lines. we got a call from Eli in Robstown, Texas. Eli, what up? Hi, guys. How y'all doing? Uh, Good. Hope y'all are doing great. I uh, look forward to this game. I just was sitting down here, and I was like, man, y'all are so good at selling hope because <laughs> I literally was telling myself, man, if we go 5-1, and 4-1, and one, like, how do we? I'm like, we're 1-1. One one. Like, we're 1-1. One and one. <laughs> I say the uh, that's the equivalent of his game is like a basketball. The, I guess the sixth man coming in and hitting the game winner, and you're like, wow, he needs more time. Or like the uh, Jeremy you know, Lin. The, <laughs> <laughs> that's the equivalent of that. And I'm just like, let's get through the next game, hopefully, because I called in. I was like, I hope that penalties don't come back to creep us to creep back into our game because yeah. his last game was it was fun to get up third down conversion and not looking for anything yellow. I mean, it was exciting, and I, I haven't felt that feeling, but love you guys. Sorry to get back into this Cooper Rush talk, but, man, it's just <laughs> freaking me out. 4-1, 5-1, one, one. we're 1-1, one one, guys. Let's remember that. Love thank you, guys. thank you for the call. And it's actually interesting because I think – that's kind of I think that is the world that Jerry lives in that 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 optimistic world. Hope and him. so for him, yeah, and so for him, he's probably looking at this like, man, to only dream of a, a winning streak like what we had back in 2016. That's how he's looking at this. Yeah. And and I think yeah, I think we everybody is a part of this conversation has kind of gotten sucked into that of, well, what if? You know, and and you start to kind of dream. You're dreaming about that winning lottery ticket. What would I do if? Yeah, you know? I mean that's that's the thing. That's what it is. If I wanted a car on the price of prices right, like I would probably do this. I would sell it. If I if if Derek gave me more money for per diem on the road or something, you know, I would probably you know go and ain't happening. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, you know, this is just these what if crazy scenarios. <laughs> it's not necessarily like oh, okay. So yeah, if he wins three in a row, four in a row. It's something to think about. Should be fun. Let's not rush to judgment though, and we'll see what happens. Mm. Okay, uh, let's get a call. I mean, a question here. We got a question from Greg Beckert. He says, "Do you guys think that Dak is the same guy since the, he hurt himself uh, back, or since he was hurt back in Week Five uh, a few years ago? Do you think he's the same player? Or do you think he's worse than that?" I was just laughing real quick. I said, "Wait till you see this Will Greer guy play. You'll love him too." You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the yeah, that's a great question. And I, I don't know if – and I, I really – I know on 105.3, the fan, I, I really believed in Dak was going to put all this behind him. And, you know, and, and it was going to be turned into the 2016 Dak where he's running, he's doing things, he's rough, tumble, playing the game, bloody, muddy, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, I think there's a side of him that has been taken away by that injury. Mm. I think there's a legitimate fear there. I do. And I know that Dak is tough and he does, but I think his willingness to just 
completely lay it out there uh, and do everything he has to. I, I, yeah, he's going to try and win the game, but I do worry about that's been taken from him. Also, um, what was the the main sticking point to why the contract never got done? What what was the main reason why this took two years? The agent. <laughs> yeah. But why? What did they want? They wanted a fifth year. They wanted a fifth year. Yeah. Why? And why would that matter? It would only matter if you're already thinking about the next contract, yeah. which means you've got to stay healthy to get there. You know, I think that was a big difference in Mahomes taking a 10-year deal and saying, all right, I'm in Kansas City. I'm going to buy stock here of the Royals and all this stuff. This is where I am. And Dak's already thinking about fourth, fifth-year deal, which which makes me think, you know, he's still not out of the woods yet. Got to got to play to that and, and it's, a, it's a strategy so I wonder if you're going to have that same mentality when you're he's not in a contract year right now but he's but he's not too far away from one. let me ask you this are we certain that in the you say that that you don't think he's the same player because he's not doing the same things yeah are we sure that it's not necessarily on him it may be more on the organization or on I, the coaches in not allowing him or not putting him in positions where he's being asked to do those things because they are more concerned about we don't want to we don't want to expose our quarterback well obviously with cooper rush they feel like they've got that taken care of you know that I mean <laughs> they ran now they're like just throw him out there they ran him on an option no, they ran him run. like he was at working no, I, at oklahoma he ran know, him on an option I know. I mean, they want to run him now they got a hall of fame backup see, so they, let's go throw but, him out there let him go I, I wonder if his willingness to do that i i wanted to believe that his willingness to just go off and run and do you know yeah, and, and play too. that way play like josh allen plays yeah. you know i i wonder i wonder if in his mind he's going man i I can't play. I got to be available. I got to be available. And let me say one thing too: is we're in an age now where quarterbacks, and I would, I would have loved to have had this in two thousands when we didn't have a quarterback here, <laughs> right. Nick, when you were covering this team. Teams are willing to move on from what they think are franchise quarterbacks now, or yeah. quarterbacks that they've given a lot of money to. Mm-hmm. Look what's happened in the Rams. Look what's happened with Philadelphia. Look, teams are more willing to part. Matt Ryan, look what teams are just more willing to part with guys. There was a time when you would never put a quarterback out there. You were terrified. Now it's like, fine, he's overpaid. Yeah, move on. Mm-hmm. We got to go. You know, that kind of thing. So you know, it's a lot different, a lot different era now for Dak. Back mm-hmm. to training camp when we were out there watching all these practices, like I 100% truly believed that he was back into full form I did mentally, physically, yep. everything. And then we get to that game, we see the results, and that's where I'm having issues. Like I, I needed to see one more game because a lot of the time I, I don't put a, everything 100% on Dak. Like I think the receivers were at fault, yep. the O-line was at fault, Kellen Moore and his game planning, I don't think he catered to Dak's needs, and that's something we keep talking about. He needs help, and he's not the guy that's going to fully, because we haven't seen it, we haven't seen him be the guy that carries the whole team, everything on his back. So it's it's a tricky situation because I feel like it's obviously sucks that he got the injury, but one game is just not enough for me to no. make a full on decision. I, I hope I'm really wrong about that too, because I, I went in thinking, man, he's put everything behind him. Cooper keeps winning. Nick's right. I mean, that locker room is important. Winning is winning, you know. And if you if Dak goes back out, that's my fear. If Dak goes back out there and it doesn't look good, now where are we at? That's my fear. All right. So it's time to make some picks. Let's see what you guys think of this. Uh, what's going to happen this game Monday night. Cowboys will face the New York Giants uh, in New Jersey. Let's start with you, Brian. What's your pick? 
Yeah, I think Nick Eatman's going to turn around to the Giants crowd in the, in the tradition of Brian Bross and tell them all to go F themselves. <laughs> Cowboys 20, Giants 13. Yeah, Brian. Um, <laughs> what was your pick? 2013. 20, 20, yeah, that looks good. Uh, 21, 16 okay. ish. Not there yet, you know, and we still got like 72 hours before kickoff. But I mean, I think it'll be somewhat low scoring. I don't know. They might just kick their ass, but I don't know. Mm. I was 21 16. That's fine. All right. Amber? I had a weird score. I always pick weird numbers, odd numbers, but I had uh, 23 15 Cowboys. Okay. Okay. And I actually have a score very close to that. I don't. I think this will be a game where Cowboys don't give up a touchdown. They've only given up one touchdown in each of their first two games. I think both those offenses were better than this Giants offense. I think Dallas defense holds them to no touchdowns. They will give up some field goals. I think the final score is 23-9. I think it's a dominant performance by the defense. Like now, that is all pending the fact that allergies don't take out your best player. If that happens and he's out there, which it sounds like it's fine, no it sounds like don't don't everybody's saying don't worry. If that's the case, then I think this is a twenty three nine game. I think they 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 really control this game for. I tell beginning. you who needs to worry about allergies: Daniel Jones and the offensive lineman because he's yeah. going to be in his face and he's going to whatever he's got. He's going to he's, <laughs> he's going to be contagious them. and he's going to give it to Fowler. Him Fowler with a big game this week. I like it. Fowler's I like it. a big game this week. I like week. it. All right, appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back on Tuesday. Let you know what went right and wrong for the Cowboys. We will be a little tired, I will warn you. But we'll be on the air and we'll be ready to go. All right, for Nick Even, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?